Hi, I'm Alex listening to Shh, I'm watching a movie where we talk through the entire movie. You listen to the edited feed where who would have thought two distracted people podcasting would lead to a lot of dead air. So this is just the good parts, you know, you listen to it on the car or whatever. If you want to listen to the full movie and use this as a commentary track, check out our other feed. Shh, I'm really watching a movie. Really is the added word. Get it? Okay. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Shh. I'm watching a movie. I'm watching a movie. Um, today is my pick. Yeah. Finally. No, it feels like it's always my pick. I'm not even going to lie. Because we, we, we did an extra one of you. Right. That neither of us liked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a no one's pick. That was a nobody's pick. Midway through that movie, I was like, I don't like this movie. It's not good. It was the holiday. I hope you enjoyed it. We didn't even finish doing it. Yeah. <clears throat> but today, first things first, I have a cold, so... <laughs> But second things, um, we're doing When Harry Met Sally. Yeah, I haven't seen this movie. It's really good. I f- there's a part of me that's like, I think I have. I think I've just seen a lot of clips of it. Yeah, it's weird how the most famous scene is the orgasm scene, because it's literally the least funny scene in the movie. I refuse. Well, I'll be the judge of that. I think it's the least funny scene. It's too... well. For <laughs> oh, it's too funny to be <laughs> good? No, it's not too funny. It is funny, and it, she does a really good job. And, and <laughs> she does. She's very good at it. You'll see. But... Um, I just remember watching it when I was like nine years old with my parents and feeling profoundly uncomfortable. But it's like, it's it, it, it's not a weird thing to show kids because it is technically a kid-friendly movie because it's like, yeah. like all the sex stuff would go over your head except for that one scene. Yeah. But they're sitting in a diner and she's faking it. <laughs> so technically there's nothing wrong showing it. Well, I don't think it's great showing a child that. Yeah, I mean... I feel like that's just like what it's like to raise kids. <laughs> accidentally, accidentally stumbling on sex scenes <laughs> in movies. <laughs> like that's what being a that's like part of being a parent is just like just showing your kid pornography by accident, being like it's art, child. Oh God! I remember, uh, remember LimeWire. Yeah, yeah. Once we got a porn virus, my dad was trying to find something, and then we, there was like me, my mom, and my dad in the living room, and then just a thing of porn came up. I wanted to die. <laughs> and it was so hardcore. It was like such a penis going into a vagina. There's no porn virus that's ever soft. There's never like a woman like with silks. It's always no. like. No. My dad thought it was so funny. And my mom was so upset. <laughs> uh, you want to do this thing? Yes. Wait, what do you think? Are you excited oh. to see it? Uh, oh, yeah. Because we, we did that all before the recording started. We're bad at this. What? We're the recording didn't start yet? No, now it's starting. It's already started. Okay. We're recording. All this is recording. Oh, yes. okay. Um, no, uh, uh, I mean, we talked about why I haven't, if I'm going to like it or whatever already. I don't remember. My cold makes my hair Oh, man, foggy. we're gone. Anyway, before <laughs> before we started, before I hit record, we talked about that. And, uh, and so you refused to say it again? No, I just, oh, my God. I'm going <laughs> to cut all this out. No, keep it in. I'm listening to Shh, I'm watching a movie. Keep it in. I want them to know. Uh, <laughs> we, are, we are in the worst position to podcast. I just want to let you know. You're I'm so sick, and I am so, like, I was like, we got, I got to do this. I'm so stressed about 100 things. Oh, no. Why did you do this then? Because this is one of the things I was stressed about, and I knew it was, like, a relatively easy thing to do. Yeah, we can do it. Let's do it. Don't worry, baby. <laughs> I just want to let everyone know that uh, today I'll be, um, I've noticed that in all the podcasts I'm eating something. Today I'm not eating I'll be drinking something. It is a ginger lemon garlic concoction that I've made to make my cold go away. And I apologize to Alex for seeping out the smell of garbin. Garbin? Fuck me. Garlic. Start the movie. (laughs) Uh, I feel like I'm not going to like this movie off the get-go because I don't like Billy Crystal. That's what I always wanted. To right, do. and I said I this is my introduction to Billy Crystal, except for, I guess, when he hosted the Oscars. Yeah, that's where I know him from. Oscars and then, like, uh, uh, I heard a clip of, like, his, like, spoken word slash stand-up album. You mean 700 Sundays? Different one. Okay, because I saw 700 Sundays, and it was actually the best thing I ever saw. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you didn't see it. You can't say. It was so moving and beautiful. Okay. It's about how his dad died when he was 11, so he had approximately 700 Sundays with his dad. And his dad produced, like, strange fruit and, like, really, like, seminal mu- music yeah. from the 40s. Billy Crystal's great. <laughs> I'm really pro Billy Crystal. I, I, I mainly just, like, my main exposure is just the guy who hosts the Oscars in bombs hosting the Oscars. No, he only bombed once, and it was that time when he was a pinch hitter because uh, Eddie Murphy dropped out. I remember that one. That was horrible. Every other time, he's been great. 
No, even the other times where he's doing good, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. No, he's great. When he inserts himself into those movie montages. (laughs) (laughs) If he feels so tacky. He's from a lost time. He's like a he's like a comic in the Catskills. He's the best. (laughs) He's like Krusty the Clown. He's like a legit Krusty the Clown. <laughs> I love Billy Crystal. Okay, wait, let's let's do. I'll this. die on this we, horse. We 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 die on this hill. We've already gone in circles. Neither of us should be doing this. <laughs> I'll die on this hill. Okay. Billy Crystal, if you're listening to this, we'll podcast, start this. I just want to let you know that I love you. Okay, we're starting. <laughs> we'll start this in three, two, one. Hit play. Oh, did it work? Yeah, it worked. Yeah. MGM. So we can still talk nonsense because the beginning literally is. Yeah, great. I mean, just let me start the goddamn movie. Why are you swearing at me? I'm not swearing at you. I tried you. to get Alex to come to my house because I didn't feel well. I well after this we gotta go to rehearsal. Yeah, we gotta go to rehearsal, and Alex won't let me do it. No, I didn't. I, I said like I do it, just like it's frustrating. No, I acquiesced very quickly. You gave up immediately because I was like, well, it'll inspire me to do the work that I had to do before. Oh man, I wish I went to your house. I would have tried to get work done before I left. Yeah, it's a real sucker's move. Yeah, I really fucked up. Um, I like Rob Reiner because he did Spinal Tap, and I like Spinal Tap a lot. Yeah, Rob Reiner's a genius. He had such a fucking hot streak in the eighties. He did When Harry Met Sally, Spinal Tap, uh, Stand by Me. He did Stand by Me too. Yeah, I and like something else. Like he fucking killed it. And this is coming off the seventies where he was on the number one sitcom on television, All in the Family. Oh. He was Meathead. Oh. This is like, yeah, Alex was talking about like, is this source material? Yeah. Like from where I was as a comic. Like this is this movie's pretty tonally close to how I write. Yeah, you were telling me a joke from the movie and I was like, that feels like a Vitae joke. Um I'm definitely a more situational writer as opposed to like a jokey writer. You and put you put hard jokes in your sca- in y- your stuff. I will. But I wouldn't say that it's my strong suit. No, it's it's yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not trying to tell you when I say Jesus that. Like it's, it's not. Christ, Kalanko, you am I am I am I really in a mood? <laughs> no, I'm being an asshole. <laughs> uh, the the soundtrack to this movie mm-hmm. is all Harry Connick Jr. and it's delightful. Uh, I love Harry Connick Jr. as well. These opening credits are <laughs> they're slow. <laughs> <laughs> they could they could have put a few few names on the same card. <laughs> Yeah, it's one name per slot. Like, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> like the caterer's got his own card like on the top. Barry Sonnenfeld is the director of photography. He went on to de- to direct such movies as Men in Black. Oh, that's Barry Sonnenfeld. Get shorty. Man, he does his best. So do we know why Nora Ephron wrote this movie? I'll tell you. I once saw Nora Ephron live. Okay. Um, She was going to get an inheritance from her uncle. Mm-hmm. And she was booked to write this film. But when she got another uncle died, she's like, fuck this. I'm not writing anything. I want to get an inheritance for my uncle. Mm-hmm. The uncle had a secret family. So she didn't get anything. <laughs> and so she's like, fine, I guess I'll write this movie. That's funny. The act breaks of the movie are broken up with real couples telling stories of how they met. That's cool. It's really good. They tried to do real couples and they couldn't. It was a disaster. So they just hired actors with real stories. Really? Yeah, they were like, it was <laughs> a fucking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about that of like putting normal people in front of the camera is so tricky. Yeah, it, sometimes it's a delight, but mm. I think in the '80s, like now, I think it would work because everyone's pretty camera conscious. Yeah. But in the '80s, you have like two people who were literally born in the 1910s, being like, "What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is this music machine?" <laughs> <laughs> so this is them in college. Are you stealing my <laughs> soul? <laughs> the problem is they kept putting Amish people in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They come from a very small tribe. They've never seen a camera before. <laughs> the opening of the movie is them on a boat going <laughs> to an island that's never seen human contact. <laughs> Screaming, how did you meet? Okay, so I will say this. I love Billy Crystal. I think he's so funny. That's Billy Crystal with hair? That's so funny. But I, Well, with a really bad wig. I, I can firmly say... That I do not find anyone in this movie sexually attractive. <gasps> Can Mic you drop. believe? <laughs> Mic drop. That's impossible. Can you believe? I gotta put subtitles on. Um. We we got, I gotta stop. Oh no, he's gonna pause and put subtitles. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna pause. He's gonna. Yeah, cause we're ta- we're blasting right through this bad boy. Okay. Well, I didn't come so with subtitles. I gotta so stop. I gotta find ones with subtitles. Basically, Whatever. what's happening is you didn't download it with subtitles. No. Fuck. You can I get look louder. Yeah. Um, Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan are driving from college. I think they went to college in Chicago. You said Chicago, yeah. Chicago, and they're driving to New York. This is how they meet. They don't really know each other. It's that Meg Ryan's friends with his girlfriend. 
Okay. But I guess they're breaking up because like he's living in New York and. Okay. Yeah. So that so it's kind of like. His girlfriend's friend and him are driving to New are York. Are driving to New York because they're both going to just live in New York. Real also question. Is the structure of this movie that they hate each other at first and then they meet up later and then they... Lo- they well, they this is the thing. This is the, this is the original of that in terms of, like, can yeah. men and women be friends? This is, like... <laughs> what first, a question. <laughs> this is the first time that a movie really did that. Um, spoiler alert, they can. Just sex often is involved, I guess. I don't know. We're friends. We're friends. We ain't slept together. No, and we never will. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm scared. <laughs> no, once you, you said that, it's like you, it's like you said a challenge. No, I know. <laughs> Fun fact, people think we have. Really? Mm-hmm. Who? I can't remember, but someone... Oh, wait. I know who thought, and it makes me ha- feel good inside. I'll never say the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He asked someone, and I said... And they uh, and they told me, <laughs> and I was like, "Good, I hope he's fucking dying." It's uh, obviously people who listen to this podcast will know who I'm talking about. Um, you are not hiding it at all. No, no. So we're missing very quality banter, right? Oh, now. I, f- I feel like it's a banter movie that I'm not going to enjoy at this moment. Yeah. So basically, Billy Crystal is is um like Nora, like like. Meg Ryan is like the Nora Ephron avatar, basically, and Billy Crystal is the Rob Reiner. Like, this is their like dynamic. Mm-hmm. And um, Meg Ryan's super optimistic, and and Billy Crystal's very negative. So too. it's our dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's us. This is a very hot take of a conversation that they're having. That Meg Ryan believes at the end of Casablanca. Have you seen Casablanca? Yeah. So at the end, that um, Ingrid Bergman wanted to go with the count. Oh yeah. Because that's a more like money thing, and and Billy Crystal saying like no Humphrey Bogart was better, and Meg Ryan's just very tactical and practical, and I think it's a very funny choice for a woman <laughs> <laughs> who's in her like early twenties to be like, yep, she would go. <laughs> and now he's saying that she's never had good sex. That's funny. Because and that's why she was choosing that. And you know what? I think it's safe to say no 22-year-old woman has had good sex if they've only been having sex with 22-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, there's some 20... I thought you said the 30-year-old guy is having sex with a 22-year-old woman, I'm sure, is also not giving good sex. I don't sex think either. it's good either. I think... <laughs> I think. Uh, but also, you honestly, it is that true thing where like... That's as a you, funny joke. It's a great film. <laughs> just happens I've had plenty of good sex then everyone in the diner stops and stares at her. She's so cute, Meg Ryan. She's like absolutely not attracted to anybody, you say. Oh yeah, you know what? I like Meg Ryan in this movie. <laughs> You'd think Billy Crystal would check off the boxes of what I'd be attracted to. Right now, yeah. Because he has hair. <laughs> yeah. Um He's very asexual to me. Even though he's literally talking about sex. Mm. I feel like th- did Nora Ephraim do plays before this? No, she was a journalist. Oh. Uh. Because it feels so um, theatrical. She bases her movies, her source material are like an affair to remember Casablanca, like their 40s films. Okay. So she does very um, like modern language in like a 1940s structure. And I guess those movies would be closer to plays because they were original by by playwrights. yeah, Yeah. Original films. So very dialogue heavy. Yeah. This could easily be on stage. Yeah. Be, and it time jumps like a play. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's like every 10 years. I every think 10 years. New shitty wig for Billy Crystal. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look how bad that wig is. He actually, I don't think he's lost his hair by this point. I honestly can't remember what his hair looks like in this movie. Oh, no, it's just the curly. It's like the receding hairline and it's curly, but it's not like gone. Okay. This is a very seminal scene where she orders the pie, but everything's on the side. Mm. Yeah, it's a good joke. I'm, I'm really fucking up this. We're really fucking up this movie by talking through it, aren't we? I can't believe that you can't see subtitles. That's like a big, big problem. It is a come on. I'd be so fucking pissed off at this dude. You're supposed to drive with him all night, and then he says like you're very beautiful, and it's like come on, buddy. Like now I feel unsafe. And what I if I at the beginning of every podcast just went, "Hey Vite, you're very attractive." Well, <laughs> you should, but <laughs> welcome to my bed. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, what a bummer. And now he's acting like she's the one that's being crazy. Yeah, I feel, I feel like his character right now is every jerk I went to high school with. Yeah, yeah, he's very jerky. He's like, and then he, he matures into like a neurotic jerky man. He like fucks a lot of women and this is the thesis of the movie. I feel like someone told me this and that's why I didn't watch this movie. I'm just like, this is the movie is men and women can't be friends. I'm like, well, that's dumb. And I'm like, <laughs> it's a, he goes, what if you're not sexually attracted to the person? He goes, no, oh, they pretty much want to get in that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pretty much want to nail them too. It's <laughs> such a good line. Is that true though? Not really. I don't think so. I'm I mean, also this thesis is just like she meets a jerk who has crazy opinions yeah. about friendship. <laughs> who will not stop. <laughs> yeah, you mean like, you meet the horniest man in the world. He is very he's uh he definitely has what is it, high tea? He definitely yeah, high has high tea. But where's his uh 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 what do you call it? Me too moment. Yeah. He's not physically hurting her. <laughs> <laughs> He's just I, verbally assaulting her. She gets here. She writes a like a two thousand word medium article about my trip to hell with Harry. <laughs> I mean, it would be like it would. Suck. Oh, the twin towers. When I was that age, though, I know is that wild. The, yeah. twin, the twin towers. It's weird. How I've been thinking about nine eleven recently because I watched Vice. Oh yeah. And I was like, my God, that was awful. Yeah. I feel like it, it happened that I was young enough where I didn't. Fully register. It didn't register. I think if I was an adult, I would have given me anxiety for years and years, and I kind of understand why people kind of went a little Mad. overboard um, to witness it on TV. But at the same time, racism is never an excuse. Uh, I do love that his entire luggage is the baseball bat and, like, a duffel bag. Yeah, like, ew, he must stink. Yeah. Um, a sketch wrote for Sketchersons this week that we didn't put in. But you're not in the show this week. Or last week, rather. Oh, we didn't put in because uh, even though, as I understand, did well at Reed, uh, uh, Carolyn was uh, hosting and we already sold out. Oh, it's cool. like, this is not a sketch for a Baroness Von sketch crowd. And it's uh, J. Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man on 9-11 screaming to put pictures of Spider-Man on the front page. Oh and then being like... <laughs> Uh, there's a bigger thing we should probably deal with. The people want Spider-Man. That's actually very funny. <laughs> Is it too soon? <laughs> Is it too soon? I remember about three years ago, four years ago, that's when the floodgates opened. Everyone felt that it was okay to start making jokes about 9-11. Yeah. Every no, guy. No, it was, it was, it was uh, uh, fucking long before three, four years ago. You think? That's I was I doing. It. I was doing 9-11 jokes about five years after. Ugh, Gross. Yeah, but you were a baby five years. I was I didn't know you. I was you weren't <laughs> professionally in comedy. Oh, you were making like jokes to your friends about nine eleven? Oh yeah. Weird. Were you not? I like I everyone was. So. I don't think so. I think there's a whole s- I thought there was a whole s- like right now, I must felt dumb putting nine eleven jokes in the thing, but I just thought it was a it's funny hack. setup. Because it it, fe- it feels hacked. It's hack. And I'm saying it felt hacked to me like in two thousand and eight. Yeah, for sure. That old couple that was before. Yeah. Um, he's like, she looks just as beautiful as she did the day that I met her. And then the old woman goes, and he looked the same. <laughs> he looks exactly the same. And it's like, that is a pretty neutral. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine a 20 year old with like old man face. Yeah. I can't. I feel like I know some people like that. Why does everybody order tomato juice on planes? I don't know. I don't know who goes around drinking tomato juice. The Period. Caesar. Yeah. Like. Actually, technically, it's Clamato juice in a Caesar. That's why Caesars are delicious. I know that's why. But it's got tomato in it. Because Bloody Marys are tomato juice. Yeah, and they're disgusting. Yeah, Bloody Marys suck. Sorry, vegans, you're having gross drinks. <laughs> Welcome to the Cana- most Canadian podcast on <laughs> Are Caesars Canadian? Yeah, yeah. They're much better than Bloody Marys. Like in, in, the, in the States, if you order a Caesar, they'll bring you a salad. Or if they know what it is, be like, gross. Incomparable. A Caesar is much better. Because you think of, like... Like, if you put clam juice in your drink, you're like, Jesus Christ, disgusting. It's just so delicious. But it's so good. I love I I love that a part of this is, like, I hope you never take me to the airport anymore. And, like, it's such a pre-9-11 world where you'd see someone off to the gate. Yeah, right? You would yeah. see them off to the gate? Yeah. Like, you could go through security? Or was there no security? The security was, like, very minimal, and you just go through security. It was like a bus, wasn't it? Kind of, yeah. Actually, there's no security on a bus. No. 
Uh, you you could go to the gate. Like it wasn't. I remember going to the gate with like my dad or something. I don't remember. But uh, Billy Crystal's character is like, I think I I've never met a man who talks like this. How do you mean? I just think that he's kind of like a very female gazy way he talks. Um, I feel like everything has been inspired by this movie. I really feel like all sitcoms, everything that came after it, the way that it's definitely written. a lot of sitcoms. I definitely see a lot of sitcoms in this. Like I don't know enough about eighties rom coms to know if this was a true original, but I'm pretty sure it's a true original. It's one of the the like sincerely first of these genre of romantic comedies. Yeah. Can you, can you draw a line? Like, could you name like a romantic comedy? You're like this one in the mid '90s, this one in like the 2000s. Yeah, they're mostly like Nora Ephron based. I mean, like, I'd say You've Got Mail is a really seminal romantic comedy at Sleepless in Seattle. Mm. Um, and then it depends on what you like. The rom com has died a little bit in theaters, but like Netflix is bringing it back. Like, there was a movie mm. called Set It Up that was very, very classic romantic comedy with like an ingenue. Like Zoe Do- Deutsch was in it. Mm. Um, in the 2000s, there was a lot of, like, teen movies that kind of serviced as a romantic comedy, like, bring it, no, not even bring it on, but, like, American Pie. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't call that romantic. I would actually call that a rape comedy, (laughs) where a bunch of men scheme how to fuck women without their knowledge. Yeah. Without their knowledge of the schemes. Yeah. Right. Because women are virginal and they never think about sex and men have to trick them. Yeah. Isn't that weird how that happens? You've never thought about sex in your life. No, I'm very asexual. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't have hours of recording to prove otherwise. A little bit more. I could go for being a little bit less sensual. I also do wish I was a little less sexual. Um, Well... I feel like it's in the way of a lot of things. I was like, I have stuff to do, but my girlfriend's attractive. Like, it's just like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Ooh. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I lost a lot of mornings. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like I've lost a lot of mornings. I've, I, feel, I feel like if I was never horny, I wouldn't. I've, I've made a lot of bad decisions because I'm horny. I've gone to bed at 7 in the morning way too many times due to horniness. Yeah. Like, I've, I've burnt out my, adre- my adrenal glands because of horniness. Yeah. But I think I wouldn't trade that in. It's fun. And I love the story. I think that the story is so funny. So um, it's five years later. Yeah. This is like where the rest of the movie is set. Meg Ryan has broken up with her boyfriend. Who was at the The guy that they were making out with. These are her two friends. And she's saying that she's totally over it. That she's after five years of dating someone. She's completely fine and okay with it. They're also sitting at the restaurant Tavern on the Green in Central Park. I want to go there so bad. (laughs) 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 Carrie Fisher is fucking on fire, man. She should have been in way more comedies. She'd been in way more stuff. She was more of a script writer, though. You know what happened to her, eh? She had um, uh, shock therapy. What? She had... um, yeah, she Explain. was very. She did a one woman show, mm. and she had that thing where you get shocked. You what's it called? Like you. Oh, not shock therapy. Um, the one where you get electrocuted to help sho- with their depression. Oh, no, I didn't know that. What's that called? I mean, antiquated, but. Oh my god, being pressured like that from your friends would fucking kill me. There is like a subgenre of sketches that I don't understand at all of three women having lunch, having a conversation. That is all I write. That is like a subgenre of sketch. Yeah, because women sit and talk and have lunch and brunch and men play like basketball or go to a sports game. Like they don't men do distractions and women like sit in it and really You get think I don't it. sit and have meals with my buds? I think you do. I don't think all men. Hashtag not all men. Do you have any idea how often me and Fleep text each other to go get chicken? But you and you and your friends are very emotional. Like, uh, like you're nice boys. You're nice dudes who you can tell that you guys talk to each other. So I like talking to you guys. 
There are some men that do not. Look at all the talking they're getting at a sports game. This is, I, I mean, obviously it's eighty nine, whatever, and like it's, I don't think anyone anything's, like it's it's pretty critical of its opinions on things. But this is like being like gender roles are gender roles. Oh yeah, well. <laughs> It's a very specific, specific type of yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's um upper it's middle class New Yorker in 1989 who was 30. Yeah. Who's white. I think it's it's very specific. Like it, It's specific enough that I'm, like, I'm not like, they don't think everyone should be like this, but they are, definitely the viewing, the viewing public of it do feel that everyone is like this. You know? Yeah, I don't know if that's even the point of view that like everyone feels this way. I think... It's just like Nora Ephron writes with such a point of view, yeah, and that it permeates like that. But I, yeah. I just don't. I don't think she. I think she thinks she's actually quite unique, to be honest. Well, that's fair. I because don't know enough about Nora Ephron. Would you love? I love Nora Ephron. I saw her speak once when she was at Indigo. I was gonna go see a movie, and then we saw that she was speaking, so we just sat for three hours and waited for her. Hmm. And we bought her book, and she was talking about. Um, how much she loved food and blah, 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 and all this food stuff. And she was, like, really, really thin. Mm. And I literally was turned to my friend. I was like, I hate when women who clearly don't eat talk about food as if they actually eat. <laughs> she died two months later. Oh, no. She had cancer. Oh, no. And she told nobody. Oh, she no. She only told her husband and her ch- children, and that's it. That's and cool. I was the asshole yeah, yeah. saying that Nora Ephron was – she was thin because she was sick. She's the first and only celebrity that I cried at when I found out that she died. Wow. Because it shocked me. I was watching CP24. Also, you said such a horrible things about her. Just that one day. <laughs> that one time. I actually, it's a, that is a pet peeve of mine hugely that is on sitcoms where extremely thin women talk about eating all the time. Yeah. And I go, just be honest. Just be honest. Say you don't eat. Yeah. I'm not saying eat. I'm not saying don't eat. I'm just saying say what you actually eat. You yeah. eat two meals a day, maybe. Mm. Like, it, you can't be 105 pounds in 5'7". May Ryan is dressed in a million different directions. She's killing me with her looks. <laughs> she killed me. No, like, she, she, is, she is going so specific that even I'm commenting on it. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part about it is that Nora Ephron and Rob Reiner wanted to dress her in a very specific way that they claimed was timeless so that this movie had the classic quality to it. And she's so 80s. It is so 80s. It's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> they're just, all so 80s. Man, this guy sucks so much. Carrie Fisher has a really funny through line where she she's in love with this guy who's married and it's him. It's her always doing something despicable and being like, I don't think he's ever going to leave her. But <laughs> 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 it's so good. The, the story she just told was... Um, she found the guy's visa bill and saw that he spent like four hundred dollars on flowers. Oh man! And she's like, "Ah, I think he's ever gonna leave her." And Meg Ryan's like, "No one thinks he's gonna leave her." She's like, "You're right. I know you're right." <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, yeah. I, I, your, your point of like, or I guess, uh, what's her name's point of like, right? That comedies are as unreal as science fiction. Yes, 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 yes. Whereas, like, if that was a real person, think like of that nightmare person. That would be. I mean, she's not completely unreal. This is a very good beat. Hold on, watch this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 so basically what happened was Carrie Fisher was there one second and then the minute Billy Crystal came, she completely disappeared. It's a very Simpsons-like yeah. cut, cut to... That's very Rob Reiner, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. You, you, <laughs> you, you've seen Spinal Tap, right? Yeah. Spinal Tap, Tap is so jam-packed with jokes like that. Yeah. It's so good. I think Carrie Fisher needs a Rob Reiner to really comedically shine because it's crazy that, like, everything she says in this movie is a fucking home run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's single and now Billy Crystal is single. They're also at Shakespeare and Co. bookstore. I don't know if you know this, but New York is the other character in this film. (laughs) That's my old joke is, like, which character in Sex and City are you? And I always go, oh, I'm New York. The best... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the best joke on 30 Rock is Liz Lemon says, I took a BuzzFeed quiz as to which Gossip Girl character I was, and I got the dad's guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, This movie, this this restaurant that they're sitting in right now, yeah. is just like cl- 
classic, what I imagine, like, late 80s, early 90s, like, fancy bistro. That was a type. And I can tell it was a type because there's so many still around that are just fucking haggard. Yeah. Any, anywhere, anywhere worth its salt is, like, rebranded, rechanged. Always them. carpeted floors. Yeah. There's one called Biaggio at, like, St. Lawrence Market area. Mm. Just feels like a time capsule. Midnight is luminous. <laughs> Am I alone? No, you're not alone. Yeah, she's beautiful. <laughs> no one's no one's trying to fight you that Megarine <laughs> isn't a singular beauty of the eighties. <laughs> defining the look of the eighties. I like her hair. I'd wear it. It's timeless. That's what matters. <laughs> yeah, it's very timeless. It kinda looks like if I had more hair, that's what my hair would look like. You should start you just you should just lean into like the eighties looks of which you so idolized. I look a little bit like 80s today. I'm wearing a fleece jacket and I have hair, air-dried hair. I, I hate the makeup of the 80s. Mm. Anyway. But this makeup job is very nice. You can tell they really reeled in madness. Really tried to make it timeless. Yeah. So I can't look at it and go, mm, 80s. Yes. Her blush is not up to her temples. Yes, it is. It's very well done, though. It's very classy. Is there no one in this restaurant? I don't think so. This is where she should have done the uh, orgasm scene, and it would have been embarrassing. I went to the place where they did the orgasm scene, and we sat in the seat because they have it open because they know that people do that. I uh, I I also went to that place, looked at the prices, and went get the, me the fuck out of here. Oh, was the price is expensive? It was like twenty dollars for a sandwich. Yeah, but the sandwich would fe- feed four. Have you seen it? I know they were big, and that's where we went. We were like, uh, and we looked, and we were like, nah, fuck this. And I went truly hate deli sandwiches. I hate I love deli that's sandwiches. That's too much fucking meat, and it's too salty. Do you want to go to Katz's Deli with me? I'll take you to a place that's really good. Well, can I? I I'll only order matzo ball soup. <laughs> Where's Katz's? It's way north. It's like Dufferin and like Eglinton. Yeah, it's in like the show. Jewish area, yeah, Jewish right? area. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I'll go. I mean, I'll go for a place. I like going to places. <laughs> I don't want to be left out. <laughs> I'll just... Have a taste of your sandwich and I'll drink my soup. <laughs> this is like a real defining quality of the character. He goes, there's high maintenance women and there's low maintenance women. And he goes, you're the worst kind. You think you're low maintenance, but you're high maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now they're becoming friends. But don't you think that the friendship on this is based with Billy Crystal being oh, it's single and that he's into her, but he's acting like he's not. Yeah. Like he's definitely denying. I think they both may be denying their feelings, to be honest. Maybe men and women can't be friends. Oh, my God. Are we? Are we going to fuck? No, no <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I'm so sick. I'd be so upset while it was happening. That's what my girlfriend said to me this morning. <laughs> it just would be really dry. <laughs> These two are the cutest couple. Like, physically, their faces are very adorable. Because it looks so Italian. Do they? Yeah. I think they look very Jewish. Either or. They're definitely, the way they talk I love the I love the old person on top of each other talking. Is this us? Oh, no. <laughs> we're even yeah. <laughs> we are. We are an old Polish couple. <laughs> we're discovering so much about our dynamic through When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> Nine extra floors. Um... I like that accent. She yeah. is. It's so soft and nice. I want one of these. One of these. What Those dipping birds. The dipping birds. What yeah. is the purpose of that? Yeah, it's fun to watch. Nine extra floors. This is a very good scene. I love this movie. It makes me so happy. I watch it every time I'm sick. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good. It's a good one. Oh yes, I am sick. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you sent me three movies and I was like, pick one. I picked the shortest one. <laughs> can't help it that all my movies that I like are so fucking long. I, I looked and saw an hour and a half and I was like, my God, Vita, you did it. It's because it's a well-made movie. This movie definitely yeah. knows when to stop. Unlike Keeping the Faith, which we will do. <laughs> that was the one I looked at. I was like, Keeping the Faith is like, Keeping the Faith is like, was my second choice. It was like two. It's two, eh? On the, on I the thought dot. it would be two hours and like 15. You also kept something. saying Keeping the Faith is a lot of fat. I'm like, I don't want to do a fat two. Listen, uh... That movie, y'all, I would talk about is how sexy both Ben Stiller and Ed Norton are to me. Ben Stiller. Oh, Ben Stiller. Mm. Muy caliente por mí. That's very funny of her. This, 
just her ordering and everyone annoyed. It's a very good montage scene. This is very funny, too. So they're basically having a conversation over the phone, and then they're showing their dynamic as friends. I think it's a very good use of a montage. Yeah. Because it, it gets... If only one of them was cha- was training for the big fight at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Just this, and then cuts to, like, Billy Crystal punching meat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Because I saw this at such a young age. See how she puts an envelope, and then she looks to make sure it went in? Yeah. I always look to make sure it I always in. do. I don't know why. It always goes in. Yeah, that's how it's designed. I like this, too. Yeah, they're both watching Casablanca and talking on the phone. People never talk on the phone anymore. The uh, the only person I talk on the phone with is Andrew. Bushel? Bushel? Yeah, who I cut out of the Philadelphia episode. But in the middle of, if you listen to the unedited. Oh, in the you middle cut it out? That's the, funny. Because it, it's unlistenable. It's just like me being like, yeah. Oh, we can go do that. Yeah, all right. Like, That's very charming. <laughs> but uh, in the middle of the Philadelphia episode, he calls me and he's on. The <laughs> Andrew gave me a real hard sell on the keto diet. And I might do it. Stop. I, I'll tell you why I wouldn't do it. Because I would lose weight and then I would gain it back when I ate food again. Yeah. Or and then I just become really skinny and crazy. <laughs> you <laughs> see me in like three months. Uh, I know that because Philippe was doing it for a while. Well, he was the first guy to do intermittent fasting. Yeah, he's still doing that. And That's then, wild to me. And he lost so much weight. And he's described as like, when I lost my weight, I got so horny. Oh, so his testosterone went up. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because that's the thing. When women gain weight, they get more testosterone. When men lose weight, they get... I mean, when men gain weight, they get more estrogen. Oh. Yeah. So if you like, if you lose weight, you're going to get hornier? No, I'd get uh, less horny because I'd oh. get more... Ad- wait. Wait, I'm confused. Yeah, do it. So I'd get I. hornier because I was thin. Wait, what did I say? Are thin people hornier than... No, I'm wrong. I think when you gain weight, you just get more estrogen. Okay. And when you lose weight, you get more testosterone. I, I might be wrong, though. Estrogen plays into gaining weight. That's all I know. Now, okay. now that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> this is so this has been Science Corner <laughs> with Andrew Vita. This is just Billy Crystal moaning while watching TV, and it's very funny. Why is he... I, I saw the thing. I'm... I'm sorry, Vita. I have not paid attention at all. I'm sure it's very funny. I like how he moans. Yeah, it's so he's moaning. He's watching something. He's like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> That's how the scene ends. I wonder how long they let. Look how timeless this look is. <laughs> she looks like she's uh, Charlie Chaplin cosplay right now. Yeah. She's wearing a literal bowler hat. But like, here's the deal. Those autumnal vibes. Yeah, isn't this beautiful? So the the thing, the short, the little short thing that uh, me and Connor were filming, we filmed in the fall because we tried to get it done fast. And we were hoping for overcast days. We got one day that was gorgeous. And we were trying to, we wanted to be overcast because it's like kind of a horror looking thing. Sure. And there's one shot where Connor's just like, God damn it. It looks beautiful. <laughs> It looked, and he just kept saying, "It looks like Her- when Harry met Sally." And now I fully understand what he means. It's beautiful, but this is an overcast day. It lo- it, it looks like the cover of Harry met Sally. Yeah, this is the cover. Yeah. This exact scene, this exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you see how she looks off? Yeah. It's because this is improvised, and she looked at Rob Reiner, being like, "Do I have to keep going?" <laughs> <laughs> I would be proud to. Oh, put I could, I was about to say this has been improvised, isn't it? Because it's like. It, I, I, Billy Crystal seems like the kind of guy who loves to do voices as comedy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know the guys who are just like work really hard on their voices, don't really have yeah. any bit they're doing. They're just like doing a voice. I know many men like that. <laughs> Whereas I really skimp on voice, but yeah. really deep, go deep on bit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm no voice person. I would be proud to partake in your pecan pie. It's very fun to do that voice. Here's the thing. They talk so sexually explicit to one another. So do we. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I like. I feel like you have like, opinions on the relationship, but it is kind of our relationship. Yeah, this is our dynamic. I'm less of a jerk than he is. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm less. Um, there, it's more of opinion that I'm beautiful, whereas with uh, Meg Ryan, it's an opinion. <laughs> Not an opinion. I feel like you're you're more like emotional than Meg Ryan is. I think I'm Carrie Fisher, to be honest. In this <laughs> yeah, movie, yeah. you just want to be that funny. Can you see this fucking New York apartment? There is yeah. literally 
What is this? Eight million square feet, and they're use they're they're unrolling what I would call. How long is that? This is like a twenty foot carpet that's in the apartment. Yeah. I am Billy Crystal in this wor- world. So he's talking about the fact that like he was on a date with someone who he didn't really enjoy, but he still had sex with her. Mm. That's me on every Tinder date. It's always like, ah, he was boring. And they're like, oh, well, you know, it'll take a while. And I'll be like, oh, I had sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly why we were both there. Yeah. Actually, it's happened to me on two different Tinder occasions where I've um, ended the date. And it, there wasn't chemistry between us. Mm. And so I'll just hug the guy goodbye. I don't kiss him or anything. And then they will turn back around and be like, can I come over? And I'll be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it wow. happened twice. It happened twice. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, was gonna say, I think it's because you're not drinking that like, that you like, you're not like making out with them at the end of the day or maybe feeling different about it. I just get this feeling like uh, sometimes I feel like guys, they get nervous in a certain way where they shut off their sexuality. And then when they, when they realize that, that sex is possible, they like, okay, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, so now uh, Billy Crystal is explaining to Meg Ryan how he deserts women after he has sex with them. I fucking hate that so fucking much. I don't understand why when two people have sex, guys have to like not, they're not able to talk to the person afterwards. What is the big deal? Um... Women are women are terrifying. Are you saying that sincerely? <laughs> no, of course not. Okay. Your response is very funny, though. No, no one can see it, but it was like somehow you rolled every, yeah. you rolled both <laughs> eyes and your tongue, like you rolled everything. I remember once there was this guy that I was hooking up with, and we hooked up once, and I saw him at the bar, and I could tell that he was visibly trying to not make eye contact, like to not be seen. Mm. And I just crossed the bar and I went, hey, we had sex. It's okay. We can say hello to each other. And he's like, ah, I'm just so awkward in these situations. Mm. And I was like, well, I don't care. You have to be. I hate that you could have sex with someone and then they're meaner to you than they've ever been. Yeah. It's my one. One? It's my true one hate of casually sleeping. One? With people. Yes, it is the number one. Number one, okay. Because I casually sleep with people and I'm not mean after it's done. That's, that's true. Now here's the famous scene. So it's her saying that women fake orgasms. I can see why this scene's shared all the time because it's the most, like... Scintillating. ...active scene in the movie. Like, it's not talking about stuff that's happening or had happened. It's making it happen in front of them. That's true. Also, like, what an intense orgasm she's having. Yeah. And then Are your orgasms not this intense? Um, not in this slow way. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe a little. No, and I'm embarrassed. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder how it was written, like, if she did it, if it was, like, something that her and Nora Ephron conversed on. Like, I wonder how stuff like this is made. You know who that is? No. Rob Reiner's mommy. Yes. Oh. Well, I'm hard. Ew, Alex. I'm not. <laughs> Don't say hard. <laughs> Don't say hard. Well, I'm fully erect. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> <laughs> she even kind of looks like Rob Reiner. It's an improvised line. Really? Yeah. Rob Reiner wrote that right on the spot. He's like, make her say I'll have what she's having. <laughs> And that's how Rob Reiner's mom became a part of SAG. <laughs> really? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's so funny that's how she gets her SAG card. <laughs> like she's not paying dues or anything. That's so so she became a full member of SAG. New York in the, in the at Christmas is really lovely. I don't know, man. I, I feel like a lot of like this kind of New York doesn't exist anymore. It does. It does. It actually exists more than it did in the 80s because the 80s was seedy as fuck. Yeah. People live there. Now everyone lives in like, like no one lives on Manhattan. No, only millionaires live in Manhattan yeah. or sincerely uh, people in debt. Yeah. Because my sister lived in Queens. Queens is nice though. Yeah, Queens is nice. Uh, so that's what I mean by that. Like I feel like the Manhattan, New York that we see in movies doesn't exist anymore. I just think that this movie has a nice way of capturing it more than Sex in the City. Hmm. Um, because 
there's something about how they walk a lot. I don't know. It's the way they use the city. That is how people use the city. Mm. I don't know. New York did never disappoints in terms of atmosphere and energy. Yeah. And I miss it like a friend. I do. I do love New York. It's been a while since I've gone. I think it's the summer was the last I went. I can't remember the last time I went. I think a year ago. Mm. See, Billy Crystal's much better with a beard. Who knew? Yeah. Because now he's without a beard. See, now I'd be friends with you, Alex, but I wouldn't dance with you like this. No, no. Yeah. I I if you dance with this, I'm like, you've overstepped a bounds. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> dance with you like this. Mind you, I guess, like, they're white and it's the 80s and this is how you dance. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, wait. <laughs> they haven't invented other dances yet, so every time you're dancing, it's like 1800s <laughs> ballroom dancing. Well, in this movie. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> in this movie. The only soundtrack is Harry Connick Jr., so you have to dance cheek to cheek. Yeah, what was that decision? I, I literally think it's in classic keeping with the tone of the movie being timeless. And it does add a timeless element, because if it had 80s music, you would be like... Yeah, just Depeche Mode banging <laughs> through. It would just really situate it. Mind you, Nora Ephron's like Woody Allen in the sense that she only listens to a certain type of music from like the 40s. Mm. It is very Woody Allen-y. Yeah. It's very Seinfeld-y. And you know what? Castle Rock produces and Castle Rock produces Seinfeld. I would not kiss you Happy New Year's. Like, maybe on the cheek. You sure? On the mouth? Yeah, no, I wouldn't want that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was the first New Year's in, like, six years that I did not have a New Year's kiss. Oh. And you know what? I was really sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there was no way this is going to be you being like, I feel great. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> what a good reaction. Oh. I always love those of like, oh, we know the same people. Yeah. Great. Oh. Oh, I love Grilled Radicchio. So fucking Italian. Oh my God, it's so good. The, when I was last in Italy, there was a Radicchio festival. <laughs> a Radicchio festival. There was an onion festival too. There's a lot of festivals. An arugula festival. A festival for the rug. Mm hmm. Uh, so peppery. Yeah, they, they they always do a Rugal festival every year, but uh, no one goes to it, and they have to throw it all out. Ah, <laughs> it gets. I uh, tried so hard to find that joke. It gets rotten before the the yeah. festival starts. I love arugula. They have the arugula festival, and a week after they have the throwing out arugula festival. This is my favorite thing: is that Bruno Kirby writes for New York Magazine, and mm. one of the articles he wrote was so food is to people in the 80s what theater was to people in the 60s. And then he goes, I also wrote, Pesto is the quiche of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's character only <laughs> writes, like, comparison pieces of the 80s of, like, what food is. Yeah, that's <laughs> so funny. So niche. Oh, my God. Meg Ryan's very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she won me over oh no. hard. Because <laughs> she's a bad singer. Something about that. That whole that whole thing was like, oh no. Wheels are yellow, the upholstery's brown. <laughs> what a terrible musical Oklahoma is. Who's is these two? This is his ex wife and this is the new husband. Oh. Imagine singing karaoke. I feel like I'm pretty good that I was with Meg Ryan to like be like, Well, you know, at least it looks like I'm dating someone. That's all that matters. Yeah, you got you gotta be with someone. Yeah, that's all that matters. You gotta win. I have a real problem. I need to win the relationship. I also, I get weird. I think I'm like, I gotta win this relationship. I haven't won yet. I feel because like, I'm not in my next relationship. I gotta win. This is one of the original Pictionary scenes, and I think anyone else who's done a Pictionary scene since is copying this scene. Oh yeah. Yeah, because like literally, Family Guy did a version of this scene. And then Second City has a scene called Pictionary, but it's like brutally sexist. I mean, because it's it's if you're looking for something to write and you end up playing Pictionary at a thing you fucking hate, you're just like, wow, how is someone so bad at Pictionary? Yeah, I'm writing sketches. It feels like a very obvious scene. I'm writing sketches for Flirty Boys because we're gonna do Sketchfest. Yeah, I saw that. I was like coming out of retirement. Who said that? I did. Oh, I was like, is that how they wrote it? Um. Allison's going to be so pregnant. It's going to be so good. Um, 
But I always have to play board games with my friends, and I just don't like it. I'm going to write a sketch about that. But I don't know how to make it, like, original. Yeah. I just don't like playing board games because it's going to make me sound pompous, but it's like we're improvisers. We play games on stage. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like going to my friend's house and then playing a game and not being myself, if that makes sense. I always want to play super complicated board games. Fuck it, I hate that. Like, really fucking complicated. Like, you think you've played them, but they're the games that people won't even give to you. Like, uh, fucking Ticket to Ride? That's not even halfway there. I hate Ticket to Ride. My mom Risk? loves it. I played so much. Risk is even simpler than Ticket to Ride. Yeah, Risk makes way more sense than Ticket to Ride. I can't stand this pain that Meg Ryan's in right now in this scene because... It's like you don't want to be with the person anymore, but you don't want them to move on. And I, I know it too well. <laughs> and I wish I didn't feel that way. I told Maul today of like, uh, I can't remember what the joke was, but it was like, she's dying. And she's like, you can be jealous so that I die. And then uh, I think I was like, oh, no, I'll just, I'll start, I'll open, t- I'll just reactivate Tinder at your funeral. Oh, God. And she's like, well, I want you to be with someone. It's like, actually, no. I want you to be with no one after you leave me. I don't. I, have I want you to cease to be after we, after we've separated. I mean, like, I'm not jealous at all that Ben dates other people, but I don't need to see it. Like, it doesn't make me feel good to see. Mm. I don't mind. And Greg's never allowed to date ever again. I put that on this podcast and into the world. <laughs> <laughs> He's just never allowed to date. I'll no, and and if people are listening and you know who I'm talking about, if you know that he's dating someone, never tell me. Oh. Never tell me. Shut up. Don't even joke. <laughs> no, don't, don't even make that joke. Right. I'd be so upset. I'm too sick. I'll get too upset. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> Trying to sneak out. Yeah. Because I mean, he must be one of those men that when you have sex with someone, you immediately lose interest in the person. Yeah, probably. What is that? Do you have that? Not really. I definitely don't have that. I've never had sex with someone and lost interest. Actually, that's not true. But the sex was like very like incompatible. Yeah, I don't think I ever have. I've never been like, climb that mountain. I'd be like, time to climb it again. And now she knows I'm into butt stuff. Like it's, <laughs> like it's like. <laughs> I've had sex with a person three times, and then I'm satisfied to no longer have sex with them. Mm-hmm. So I've never truly ha- like I've had one night stands, but like if the, I don't know. I don't know why some people like when they when they hook up they're happy and then when they hook up they're upset. <laughs> like yeah. I'm of the Meg Ryan ilk where I'll hook up with someone that I like and then we both realize that it was a mistake. And then later I'll be like, "Oh no, I think I like that person." Like why is that just dysfunction, right? Yeah, that's just dysfunction. I'm so relieved that you think so too. You can never be friends with the person again. No, no, we, it's not. It's not the sex that made them not friends anymore. It's how Billy Crystal reacted to it. Yeah. I have people that I've had sex with and I still hang out with. Oh yeah, tons. But the friendship is not the same. Uh, yeah, most of the time. It's lessened. Like I'll never be as close with that person as I was right before I had sex with them. I feel like the part of it is that the reason you were getting close to them as friends was because you, you want to have sex with them. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, there are some people that I used to like have texting relationships with, and then we ended up having sex. And then I, d- I just I've almost drawn a line at texting relationships, and I'm like I just don't like them. Yeah, it's, it's stupid and dumb. It's too busy. Too busy. Too much work. Let's just let's just hang out. I love phone calls. That's kind of cool. The first time in the movie they're not talking is like right after. Yeah. Oh my God! Can you believe? 1989. <laughs> Billy Crystal and Bruno Kirby are wearing the tightest little tights and sweaters, and they're speed walking. Like, why are they speed walking? Uh, who told them to do that? And look at their little butts. They're so skinny, but I really like Billy Crystal's tights. Yeah, I know what he means. Billy Crystal says there might be a point in a relationship where it's too late to have sex. That's ask Alex. <laughs> <laughs> is this you telling me you're not, like I feel at this point like you're like winding up to be like let's just have sex no I don't like that joke <laughs> Carrie Fisher's dress is too much you know classic 
But I think on her, it was all purposeful to be very, like, of the time. Yeah. Oh, Princess Bride. That's the other Rob yeah. Reiner movie. I'm getting married this year. I've decided. Oh, yeah. Your decision. Which, again, you're not seeing anyone. You have no one that you're like, oh, this person. You're just like, like, is it going to be mail order? Like, what's your plan? Uh, I'm just letting the universe, you know, I'm just keeping open. I'm yeah. just, I'm open. Are you falling asleep in the corner? I'm not falling asleep. I just need to close my eyes. <laughs> Stop falling asleep in my podcast. Not anymore. Cause it does. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah. It does. It does. Cause he was so cruel with how he did it. Why are men like this, Kalenko? Man. Cause they don't want to be with you. They just want to fuck. It's not that hard a concept to put that together. It's hard to be nice to someone after you have sex. <laughs> But because because the problem they're putting up walls that you don't that they don't hurt you later out of trying to be together. Uh, that's I'm not, not boundaries. though. boundaries would be proper communication. Deserting someone is not. You're right. Yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that's the logic that's followed. But that's a terrible logic, and we shouldn't reward it. Is is it rewarded? I don't feel it's rewarded. Yeah, but because I feel like men you, you can get through life without giving a shit. Men get to keep dating. I don't know. I think if you're a bad boyfriend once, you should be put in like jail for a little bit. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you've been a bad girlfriend at some point. I'm a lovely girlfriend. I'm actually like a really good girlfriend. I've been... Uh, I've had fights that ended relationships where... I just really wouldn't characterize myself as a bad girlfriend. I'm I mean, I, mean it's so, I, 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 I wouldn't say you are on the whole, but you've... Maybe that's a terrible. You've had spot. some misses. Of how I've acted. Yeah, for sure. Everyone has. Yeah, I'm sure. But I would say, like, if I were to get a grade for being a girlfriend, it would be like in the high nineties. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, you're 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 like corporal punishment version of bo- of bad boyfriendness. Is maybe not the best strategy. I'm a good girlfriend. Alex, don't ruin this for me. I'm supposed to get married this year. Promote that I'm a good girlfriend. If anyone's getting married with you in this year, it's not like someone's getting a visa somewhere. Like, no. <laughs> Maybe I'm so delightful that they ha- want to spend the rest of their life with me. Ever think about that? They're hiding something. Well, you're wrong. I'm a delight. Our dynamic is exactly this. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't play it this cool as uh, as uh, I would be the one calling and the person would be ignoring me. I'm no, we're both fucking wimps. <laughs> I am not avoidant. We, 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 we'd both call at the same time, knocking each other's call out. Uh, <laughs> like, no. They're avoiding me. Uh, and just tears. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't avoid. As Philippe and Anne Pornell, our two best friends, are hooking, are getting married. Oh my god! Imagine. <laughs> Do you think that would happen? No. Okay. <laughs> Eh, maybe who knows? That's They're up like sports. My real best friend is my mom, so Philippe would have to marry my mom. <laughs> <laughs> that would cause a lot of different. If they made a movie about that situation, it would not be about us. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'll tell you what I will. <laughs> extra, extra. It's not gonna be about us, eh? <laughs> what a dumb bit. I like this um, Yankee sweater. I really like how Billy Crystal dresses in this movie, to be honest. I like male leisure wear of the 80s. I mean, what does Harry want, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that, like, we know that he loves her and this is a romantic comedy. But, like, in real life, like, you can't treat someone shitty and then harass them afterwards. Yeah, he sucks. I identify with how much he sucks. Yeah. (laughs) That was a joke. He sucks in a very different way than I suck. You're a different. You're you're sucky in a different way because you're a boy, so you suck a little bit. All men start with a level of. Mm, How did this become? Fifty-five percent sucking because men like just do. Uh. So you just do. I'm gonna generalize hugely. <laughs> a man, no, but men, yes. <laughs> this became pretty like contentious. <laughs> just like I'm trying to find the good like piece of media that is like. Like it's like men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Venus. Like I once someone who um, 
I was explained was a bad boyfriend, but I don't know to be sure. But the girl told me that he was awful and blah, blah, blah. I was working with him and he told me that he was going through the breakup too, but he didn't give me any information on it. But he said, you know what's really helpful? That book, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. Yeah. And I went, okay. I don't think it would be though. I think it would be highly gendered. (laughs) But if you're friends with someone and you're both single and you're both sexually attracted to each other, what's the holdup? Um, maybe you're just more flippant about sex than those people. Me? Yeah. I hundred percent I am. Most women, for sure. I really alienate some people the way that I talk about sex. I'm like some. Well, you're more flippant than than I think. Ninety percent of the women I know about sex. I just have had very positive experiences with it. Thank God, knock on wood. Yeah. yeah. So I'm able to have a casualness to it that I understand that others couldn't. Because sex can be very traumatic. But I have I had sex so late. I was like 21. Mm. So I think I was like a fully formed person when I started having sex. Mm. So I, I knew what I liked and didn't like and all that stuff. Mm. <laughs> what a gross. Yeah, what a gross whole thing to say. This is great. I like how they used Harry Connick Jr. in the movie up until this one. And then they made... Frank Sinatra's version because you can't beat Frank Sinatra's version of this song. No one does a better version of it. He's the master of phrasing. You are so Italian. <laughs> Frank Sinatra's amazing. Nah, he's boring. You're wrong. You don't listen to him. <laughs> That's the only explanation for that opinion. <laughs> I'm very black and white in this episode. Yeah, you yeah, you you are sick and have hard opinions. Men suck. Frank Sinatra's the best. Deal with it. <laughs> and I'm acting as though I've been wronged by men so much. I haven't really. Yeah. One specific guy. Yeah, I've been pretty lucky to be honest. And re- and really like yeah, like it's not like like he wronged you, but he didn't like Wrong. He, he you, wronged you. me emotionally, but to be honest, he is someone who was very hard to get to know and to get to be with, and I got to be with him for two years. So if anything, I won. Yeah. I conquered a difficult thing to conquer. <laughs> I won no prize. The prize is an empty hole of sadness. This is a great monologue. Meg Ryan looks 20 in this movie, and, and Billy Crystal looks 44. Yeah, I know, right? But they must be, she must be 30. Yeah. Well, the line between 30 and 20, like 22 and like 32, obviously you can kind of tell the difference. But like, you know, like 25 and like 35 look kind of similar. Maybe. I hope so. Because I look 25, right? Thank you. Yeah, you look 28. Yeah, I get I get 27 a lot. As if it matters. What do I look? 28. You look dead on your age. <laughs> a real sleepy 28-year-old. <laughs> Did a big yawn. <laughs> the ending of just the sound effect of him going nah <laughs> is very good. Yay! Yay! Isn't it good? Oh uh, yeah, it's alright. I didn't, I didn't. I liked it. I liked it. It made me feel sad. Um, I like it. Definitely talked through it. I definitely missed a lot of it. You missed a lot of it. Yeah. But I missed just enough of it because. Baby I've sick. seen it maybe twenty-five times. I, out of all the ones we've done, this is the one you probably watched the most. Moulin Rouge is what I. Oh, watched. Moulin Rouge, right? Yeah. Um, this one is a close second, though. Tis a close second. Oh, look, Tracy Reiner. That's Rob Reiner's mommy. Ooh, good for her. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, it's weird that we've discovered that our dynamic is similar. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That is truly the weird part. But is that just a thing that like optimistic women and darker men get along? Probably. I don't know that many optimistic men. Simon. Simon's very optimistic. Um, Matt Wright is very optimistic. And yeah, I he really, is. Yeah. Really enjoy. His Callum's optimistic as hell. Yeah, he is. But you know what? Jess is a little dark. Yeah, that's true. Not in a bad way. She's just darker than. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's very funny, actually. Um, maybe that's the dark attracts the light and vice versa. Yeah, I feel like also, like I've said this before, of like, uh, you look at an outlet, like a 
socket for three three holes. It looks kind of like a human face. Mm-hmm. You see a little face in it. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're we're so like, people are so good at being like that's me. That's me right there. You saw three dots. And you're like, that's me. We saw two two people talking and screaming like, that's us. That's what we do. We do that. We do do that, though. I wouldn't say, I'd say you're not Billy Crystal. No. But you definitely, um, he has a pessimism to him. I, I don't think I'm Billy Crystal. I don't think you're Meg Ryan either. No, but I, think I don't our, think. I'm I not think as the neurotic. the dynamic is similar. I think Billy, I think Meg Ryan's very, very neurotic in this movie. Pretty neurotic. Am I? You've gotten more neurotic in the last year. No, maybe I'm just pretending to be neurotic. <laughs> I'm very easygoing. That's going. the most neurotic sentence. I'm just pretending to be neurotic. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just pretending to be neurotic. <laughs> Not even I'm, maybe I'm just pretending. I pride myself on being easygoing. You're easygoing. Neuro- being neurotic and being easygoing aren't mutually exclusive. What does neurotic really mean? Like you're just very particular. Oh, I'm incredibly neurotic. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when I um, taught at Improv University. Yeah. It was at a college campus. And, like, you had to eat the campus food. Like, you couldn't choose how you wanted to eat. And that's when I realized. I was like, oh, this won't do. (laughs) I cannot accept this. Like, very upset about it. Yeah, and I need things to be clean in a very, very specific way. But I think it's nice to have nice things. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. You're not neurotic. Though. No, God, no. I mean, I'm neurotic. About neurotic must mean something else. I think too. it means something else. I think it means particular. I said that and then realized I was like, that's not true. Yeah, because Woody Allen's neurotic and he doesn't look like he's clean. <laughs> he All right. Has a psychosexual disorder. Fetishizes teenagers. Watch and Nora. On that uh, <laughs> Nora Ephron all, like has the same thing, but. No one's noticed. Nora Ephron was married to the guy that broke Watergate. Really? Um, Bernstein. Bernstein? Okay. And then he, uh, th- she wrote a book called Heartburn. Yeah. And he cheated on her brutally uh-huh. and broke up. And then the movie Heartburns with Jack Nicholson and Meryl Streep. He, and she found out that she was being cheated on when she was like seven months pregnant. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I recommend. She, she wrote it a book and then she made the movie. I recommend Heartburn. Check it out. Uh, Jack Nicholson is perfect for that character, though. Yeah, I can see that. He plays a real cad, but so charming, and you still kind of want to sleep with him. <laughs> <laughs> you got problems. You never seen Jack Nicholson when he's young? Meow. Meow. Yeah, Jack, that was, we talked about this before, where yeah, it's like in One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest. Oof. Oof, moron. Hi, Daddy. All right. Okay. We're, we're done here? Done. I love When Harry Met Sally. I love it till the moon. Are you going to say... Oh yeah, Alex, we're gonna have sex 